0: Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema, where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. We chose audio as our platform because, just like reading a book, you get to imagine all the details exactly as you like them. You can even imagine yourself in the story. Also with audio, we can add lots of immersive details. For example, a knock at the door, A passing car. It's these details that make the experience feel like it's happening around you, not just on a screen. So come check it out. You can listen to some fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTOIT at the checkout to get 25% off a paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out, I'm into it. 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 Hey, hey, friends! It is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. I actually had a pretty big weekend this weekend, which I'm going to tell you all about in a moment. Contrary to what some people might think, I am actually a bit of a hermit and don't get out to social events all that often. I do have to make an effort because I think getting out and being amongst people and having experiences is what life's all about. But as a, I don't know, I I, I really identify as an introvert, but when I did the the Myers-Briggs test, it was like, I was like smack bang in the middle of introvert, extrovert. Um, But I definitely need to have a lot of time on my own to recharge and find being social takes a lot of energy. It's a lot of fun, but it takes a lot out of me. Um, So this weekend was the first one in a long time that I actually had two events on, one on the Friday night and one on the Saturday night. And these events were based around the Townsville Erotic Ball, which was an event Actually, don't know how long it's run for, but definitely for quite a few years. This was the first time I've ever been. It's an event organized by Red Hot Pie, which is, according to their website, the best casual dating and hookup site for singles and swingers in Australia. Now, there isn't a lot of kinky or sexy events in North Queensland where I live. So I really wanted to check this out and show my support for this kind of thing. So Slade and I got tickets um, about two weeks ago, and weirdly, they, they've they made it so only so single women can buy tickets and couples can buy tickets. So single men can't buy tickets. And I do understand that they want to keep that ratio of men to women fairly even, but I felt it was a little bit weird that they were happy for more single women to be there than men. Like, if you're going to do that, just make it 50-50, just make it only couples. Um, so that felt a little bit unfair. But that said, I've never run an event like this, and I'm sure they know a lot more about what they're doing than I do. But it did mean that a couple of my male friends who were keen weren't able to go, which was a bit unfortunate. I did run into a lady on the night who'd said, she had the opposite problem. She couldn't find a guy to go with her. She wanted to get a couple's ticket and she had a few male friends that said they were keen, but when it came down to it, they chickened out. So (laughs) she ended up taking a girlfriend. So anyway, enough about that. After I purchased tickets to this erotic ball, I told a couple of my kink friends and I found out that there seems to be a little bit of a divide between the the swinger community, and the kink community. Now, I have some feelings about this. Initially, my thoughts were, that's just silly, because isn't kink and swinging kind of the same thing? Like, you could look at swinging as a kink, and kinksters and swingers are both types of people who are quite adventurous about sex, and we have lots in common. So it it was quite weird to hear that there was a little bit of a divide between the two communities, Um, but I will talk a little bit more about that in this episode. I think there's a little bit more to it than first meets the eye. Um, but I definitely don't want to advocate for having any division within any community. So anyway, I'll get into that in more detail in a little bit, but I thought you guys might find it interesting to have a bit of a think about that before we dive in. Speaking of diving in, let's get started. Lots to talk about in this episode. If you are curious to attend... More events in your area. Um, Hopefully, this will give you a little bit of an idea of what you can expect from something like this. All right. So the first event I went to on the Friday night was a meet and greet for the erotic ball. Anyone who purchased tickets to the ball was able to attend this meet and greet for free. It was just held at a local pub, Um, and that was really fun. I wasn't sure what to expect from the meet and greet. I felt a little bit nervous about it because there was, it felt like there would be more pressure to socialize with people I didn't know. Um, And I do really struggle with social anxiety sometimes this weekend particularly. Um, But I had Slade with me. I had a brand new dress to wear and I was feeling pretty good. So headed out to the meet and greet. It was unfortunately really loud in the area where we were. So it was kind of difficult to hear people and, and make those conversations which ultimately took a lot of energy out of me because I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where like you're in a really loud venue and you're trying to converse with people and and listen to them and you have to concentrate really, really hard on what they're saying, um, which takes a lot of energy. So I, as much as I had a great time, I was absolutely wrecked by the end of the night. And I really think that that didn't help being so loud But despite that, I ended up meeting some really cool people. I realized that my pink hair is now that I'm sharing my face on FetLife, uh, people can recognize me quite easily. And the pink hair especially is like a really distinguishable feature. So I had a couple of people come up to me that I'd, I'd chatted to on FetLife before. So they introduced themselves and that was really cool. Like I, I've always had coloured hair since, literally since primary school, I've been dyeing my hair all sorts of different colours. Um, and I love it for this reason. It, it makes you really approachable and recognisable. Throughout the meet and greet, I had some really good conversations with some new friends and with some old friends. We ended up being the, the BDSM group, apparently, um, which was kind of fun as I said, this is not a kink event, it's a swinger event. So um, obviously there's a bit of crossover between those two communities, but we definitely attracted a lot of the the FET Fetlifers, um, which was cool. One of the things I am realising I love the most about meeting new people in this space is learning about their different kinks and hearing them talk about how much they love playing in these different spaces and how it makes them feel. It's such a privilege to be able to learn about this side of people. You know, when they're telling you about their kink life, these are things that maybe even some of their closest friends don't know about them. And because it's not something you get to talk about with a lot of people in your life, I think when you do meet other kinksters and you can have these chats everyone is just so excited to share and learn. And it's such an interesting and authentic conversation. So if you're listening to this and you aren't very active in your kink community, I just want you to know that even though it feels really scary to meet new people, especially in this space, it can be quite confronting. And even for me, I, as I said, I was having quite a bit of anxiety about going to this event. So I get it. And I've, had a fair bit of experience with socializing with kinksters but it is really scary it is really intimidating until you get there and at least in my experience people are so willing to connect with you they want to get to know you they want to share this side of themselves with other people so it is quite easy to strike up new conversations and build new connections with people quite quickly Another takeaway I took from this meet and greet was realizing just how many people had traveled to Townsville for this event. So, if you're not familiar with Australia, Queensland is huge. It is a massive state. And Townsville is about halfway up, even though it's called North Queensland. But Brisbane, the capital city, is right down the bottom corner. So, Townsville's kind of like a hub for the North Queensland community and there's lots of big towns like Cairns and Mackay, Airlie, um, all these different places. And people were travelling to Townsville to be part of this event, which made me really proud of Townsville. And it also made me realise how much of a need there is for more stuff like this because there's kingsters and swingers all around. It doesn't matter where you're from. You don't have to live in a capital city to be into this stuff. But unfortunately, there's less events on in these more regional spaces. So good on Red Hot Pie for putting this event on in Townsville and not just Brisbane, because I think it provides an important opportunity for people up here to actually meet up with each other. You know, you're you're probably not going to travel four hours to go to a munch at Townsville, but you might travel the four hours, book out a hotel for the weekend um, for the erotic ball, which is what I was seeing a lot of people do now onto the erotic ball itself, which was on the Saturday night. I, in all honesty, was feeling pretty anxious in the lead up to this event. I was really excited about it and looking forward to it. But as I said, social anxiety sometimes gets the better of me. And this weekend, I particularly was feeling the pressure of that. It wasn't anything to do with the event itself that was giving me the anxiety, Um, because Slade was saying to me, "Hey, are you a bit worried about having your boobs out in public?" And weirdly, I wasn't. Um, I was actually really looking forward to being in a, in amongst people who I felt were much like me, people that were really wanting to express their sexuality, Um, and I actually was really excited about my outfit. I had this. I was wearing a, a chest harness that I bought from Sheen. Super cheap, sexy outfits on there. Um, and I had a corset on and like an underbust corset. I had some duct tape crosses over my nips, which I haven't tried before, but it actually looked really cool. Um, yeah, I had that. I had a black thong on and some fishnet stockings and boots and I was feeling pretty hot if I do say so myself, which was great. So it wasn't that that I was worried about. It was more just, I think I was feeling still a bit tired from the night before and socializing, meeting a whole bunch of new people takes a lot of effort and energy. And I wasn't really feeling like I had a lot of that in reserve. The reason why I'm telling you guys this is cause I know that a lot of you listening some of you probably experience similar feelings and I just want you to know that you're not alone in that and I get how hard it can be to push yourself to to go to these things and have these experiences and sometimes it really pays off and sometimes it's just not your night and you have to forgive yourself for that too. To make matters a little bit more stressful in the... Um, the information email we got sent out when we bought tickets, they had, they didn't state it specifically, but they told you to leave your phone in your, in the cloakroom. The reason being is that privacy is really important at an event like this. And they didn't want people taking photos on their phone and posting them all over social media, um, without everyone's permission. So there was a really good reason for them asking you to leave your phones in the cloakroom. Um, and I wanted to respect that, but I was a bit anxious about not having my phone with me as bad as that sounds. But I think we do use our phones as a little bit of a, um, a buffer. If we are feeling a bit awkward, you can just take a minute to to scroll or check your phone. Um, and that means you can just take some time out from talking to people. Um, but ultimately, I did I did leave my phone in the cloakroom and I didn't have it all night and it was actually okay. I even liked it, if I'm completely honest. It was nice to not have that distraction and to realise that I can be a social human being without being attached to my phone. When we arrived at the venue, we got our um, tickets scanned and they give you a wristband. So it was a traffic light system where the – the green means you're up for playing. Um, yellow means it's a maybe and red means um, that's you're you're not up for playing with anyone else, which I think is a great system. But from what I heard, anyone that got a, a yellow or a red band, it was almost like that meant don't come and talk to me. <laughs> so it just means that you're not up for playing with other people. But it doesn't mean like if you've got a red band on, it doesn't mean you're off limits for a conversation. Um, so I think that was a bit of an unfortunate side effect of that system. I was chatting to a friend of mine about the wristbands and I, I almost want like if you had the green, yellow or red band on one hand and then on the other hand you had a band for your sexual orientation, like whether you're into girls or boys or both, um, I thought that could be really fun as well. But maybe maybe that would be overcomplicating it. I don't know. Anyway. We got our wristbands. Slade and I went green because we're pretty comfortable with all of that. Another thing that was in the email was they'd said when you arrive, there'll be a cloakroom where you can go in and get changed um, once you arrive. Luckily, I just had my outfit on underneath my T-shirt and shorts. But when we got there, there was no cloakroom. Um, there was just a lady there with garbage bags ready to take your stuff. Um... So we just had to strip off basically a few steps from the doorway, um, which was fine. It just felt weird to walk into a public venue and then basically strip <laughs> as soon as you walk in the door. Um, but that was also kind of fun too. So I stripped off into our into our uh, sexy clothes and went and got a drink and met up with some friends who had already arrived there. And basically it just sat back with a drink and enjoyed the view like just people watching it was so awesome to see the costumes that people had come up with particularly the men so for women dressing sexy is um there's a lot of options there's a lot of different lingerie and sexy skimpy outfits and corsets and um all sorts of stuff so we've got plenty of options for us but For men, particularly heterosexual men, there's not a lot of options out there. This was one of the hot topics of discussion at the meet and greet was what do heterosexual men wear to this thing? Because it had said when you bought the tickets, it was very clear about you weren't allowed to wear jeans or a normal shirt or um, you couldn't wear a suit. Anyone who rocked up wearing normal clothes would be turned away and told to go home and get changed. So they really wanted you to make a big effort to wear something really sexy. For Slade, that wasn't too hard because he's got this tactical kilt. It's like a goth kind of looking black kilt full of pockets and buckles. And um, he just wears that to a lot of kink events. And it's really handy to keep ropes and shears and um, a few things in the pockets at those events. Not that we brought that here, but it's practical clothing, right? You know, Um but he just wore that with boots and no shirt, and that was fine. But, yeah, it was fun to look around and see what people had come up with. And honestly, the men crushed it. They looked fucking awesome. There was Vikings. There was a guy dressed as a Spartan. Um, he was quite fit under his red cloak and definitely rocking that look. Um, There was firemen there was a lumberjack uh SWAT team people dressed as cops with like the the police hat and handcuffs but just like the short shorts um (laughs) at one point during the night we did have the actual cops rock up just to do a bit of a um like there was no no problems they were just doing a bit of a walkthrough to make sure everything was okay but (laughs) the looks on their faces they definitely looked very out of place at this party and a little bit intimidated by the amount of boobs and butts that were out on display. I think a few people thought that the strippers had arrived when the the, the actual cops walked in, um, but that was all in fun. They, they were fine. They didn't give anyone a hard time and, and everyone was behaving themselves. So that was also really good to see that, we were at an environment that was highly, highly sexualized um, and there was a lot of alcohol, but from what I saw, there was zero dramas. There wasn't even a raised voice. Everyone was having a great time, which is awesome. So super proud of the North Queensland community for that. Over the course of the night, there were some different shows on. There was a a drag show, a fire twirling show, which was awesome. We, we ended up sitting... On a couch that happened to be really close to where she was doing her fire twirling, and you could feel the flames, like the heat of the flames and that intensity, um, anytime she got close, which really added to the spectacle. You know, you're like, wow, that's that's real fire right there. Um, and she was just beautiful and amazing to watch. And there was another a strip tease on after her as well, which was really cool. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I was definitely shouting a lot over the course of the weekend, so the old vocal cords are a little bit tired. If I'm totally honest with you guys, like I I went to this event thinking, fuck yes, this is going to be heaps of fun. I can't wait to do a podcast episode about it. And I'm going to be really pumped up from having that experience. And then over the course of the night, I noticed that my anxiety just never really went away. I never really settled into the night and felt comfortable which was unfortunate but i realized that might be something worth talking about on this show too that sometimes when you go to these things you you are a bit off your game and it is a bit difficult and and takes a fair bit of energy to be social um i feel like there's a lot of pressure to be happy and likable and polite and bubbly. Like I I love that. I love that side of myself that I can be really fun and flirty and very, very friendly toward people. But when I'm feeling tired, I just don't always have something to say or something to continue the conversation. And I start to second guess myself and feel like I, I oh, why did I say that? That sounded really dumb. And I start to think, oh, what do they think of me? Am I making this awkward now? And I'm not, I'm really not. Well, I mean, I checked with Slade a few times and he said that no one would know that I was feeling anxious. He's like, I can tell when you're quiet that you're feeling a little bit off, but anytime someone talks to you, you seem, you're doing a great job. Um, So that was nice to know, but yeah, I did. I I had a good time and I'm really glad that I went and now know what it's all about. And I will probably go next year as well, but it wasn't the flirty fun type of event that I thought it was going to be. And I think a lot of the reasons for that come down to just the fact that I was tired and having an off night. Um, but I do feel like the vibe was a bit different to the kink events and it got me thinking about, that divide that I mentioned in the intro about kinksters versus swingers. And I don't want to talk about this as if it's, these are two separate communities and you have to pick either one or the other. You're either team kinkster or team swinger. Cause that to me is just silly. And and there is a lot of crossover between those two communities, but from what I've seen so far, I'm starting to understand that they are different communities. Kink and I'm going to be super biased here because I'm obviously super passionate about kink. But to me, kink and the kink community is about so much more than just the sex. So yes, sex is a big part of it. Um, That's sexual liberation. But kink is also about finding this part of yourself that you've been told your whole life is shameful. Something you've had to repress about your natural, inherent personality, and then finally finding a community of people who accept that part of you and even celebrate that part of you. So kink, I think, is really personal and psychological. So I've heard a couple of swingers say to me um, when they've gone to kink parties that they get really confused because everyone might gather around and do some impact play, but no one has sex afterwards. And that's not what they're used to at a swinger party. And I think that's because swinging seems to be much more focused on the sex itself. It seems to be about having the freedom to have lots of sexual experiences with different people. And that's the point, which is super cool and empowering as well. Obviously, there is a lot of crossover between these two worlds, which is why I think you can absolutely belong to both communities. But I am starting to realize why there is a distinction between them. They're not the same thing. Does that make sense? This is my take. Um, so I'm just figuring this out, like over a couple of days I've gone from, what the hell, these are both the same thing, to um, maybe maybe they are different. I'm not sure why I was feeling so anxious at this particular event. Um, I don't know if it was because I didn't feel quite as at home with, the swinger community, as I do with kinksters, maybe that was a factor. Um, But Slade pointed out it could have also been uh, because it was a public event where literally anyone can buy a ticket to, um, provided they weren't a single man that didn't have a a female friend to go with. Anyway, um, but public events do feel a little bit more like it's more scary to go up and socialize with random people at a public event, whereas at a private party, I feel like that feels a little bit more comfortable. So maybe this was a big factor. I, I felt during this event, I didn't really get to mingle with or honestly flirt with a whole bunch of people like I was expecting to. Um, and I think that created this sense of awkwardness in me. I felt like a bit of an outsider. So if I do go again next year, and I probably will, I think it would be much better to go with a bigger group of people that I know and just remove that expectation of flirting and having fun with a bunch of randoms. Not that that can't happen, it absolutely might, but if I had a, a bigger group of people that I knew already that I felt comfortable with, I think that would have helped me feel more comfortable in that space. I don't know. This is just me thinking out loud, um, reflecting on this experience I had. Um, I really hope this doesn't sound too negative because ultimately I had a great time. Yes, I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable, but overall I'm really glad that I went. One of the things that I'm quite conscious about on this podcast is I never want to get to the point where I'm fabricating this version of me that's always awesome and feeling confident and having the best time and having all of these experiences. Because that's not the truth. As I said at the start of this show, I am quite introverted and I do find social events quite draining sometimes if I'm if I don't have the energy. I have to pep talk myself through a whole bunch of anxiety. Basically anytime I go to a party. It doesn't matter if it's a big one like this or a small one with people I already know. I guess what I'm trying to put across in this podcast at its core is what it's like to be a real person in this world. And that includes not always feeling on top of your game. All right, I think I might wrap it up here. Um, just some, some final thoughts. One thing I wanted to say was a big thank you to Red Hot Pie for putting on this event. Um, I think it's really important for the North Queensland community to have access to something like this. Um, and I'm super proud of, of Townsville. Townsville gets a lot of shit. Um, it's got, depending on who you ask, it's got a bit of a rough reputation, which personally I think is a little bit unjustified. I think every town has its good and bad sides. Um, but, yeah, I think it was really cool to see a regional city host an event like this. And given there was a really great turnout for the event, obviously a lot of support for it. Um, I hope that means that we can see more events like this in the future. And lastly, I wanted to give a a huge shout out to duct tape as nipple covers. (laughs) It worked so well. I thought by the end of the night, surely this is going to be like, I'm going to sweat and it's going to come off or... Um, it's going to be like, my skin's going to get irritated or like my, my nips are pretty sensitive. So I was a bit apprehensive about how that would go. End of the night, I think I got home at like one or 2am and they were as secure as they were before I'd left. So there you go. If you're looking to use some makeshift nipple covers, for a, uh, a kink party, highly recommend duct tape, apparently. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.